Good morning, listeners. Happy Father's Day, and welcome back to the Under the Scope podcast where we discuss music. I'm your host, Will Brost, and co-hosting, as always, my good friend, Patrick Anderson. Patrick, how are you doing today? I am great. Glad to hear it. I'm I'm looking so forward to this. <laughs> this was an idea We've we been had. been teasing for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> we sure have. Uh, this was certainly an idea that we had, and um, uh, we're talking about three albums today, and uh, they have a couple things in common. One, uh, they are three albums, all right? Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, the other thing, today is Father's Day. Maybe you're listening to this after Father's Day, but on the day we are recording, it is Father's Day. And if you notice, the three artists we're talking about, Father John Misty, Papa Roach, Daddy Yankee. Now, isn't that something? <laughs> see if you can see if you can pick up on what just happened there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we thought it would be fun. All three of these artists just happened to release albums within the past couple of months. Uh, we were looking at what we wanted to do. We made a nice connection, father, papa, daddy. Uh, so yeah, we decided to do this. Another thing these albums have in common, at least for me, is that they are all in genres that I don't necessarily go out of my way to listen to. Um, so just uh, take that, keep that in mind as, as we discuss yeah. these albums today. <laughs> They're also all three albums that I wouldn't recommend to my dad. So. <laughs> yeah, That's the other thing. We could have done a Father's Day pod and instead we talk about uh, the new Wilco album. You know, like we could have gone that yeah. route. Oh, yeah, God. or we do like some classic reviews of like some Eagles records or something oh, like. Yeah. Now I know you're kind of joking with Eagles as an example, but they literally yeah. are my dad's favorite band. So yes. <laughs> that's true. I forgot about. So that. he would he would absolutely love it if we did a pod on the Eagles. Maybe one day, maybe one day, but uh, but not today. Central dad rock. Oh yeah, it's like kings of dad rock. Uh, I mean they're. They're just incredible, and this is none of this is really dad rock that we're talking about today. It's all it's, it's kind of all over the place, but we are going to talk about it. Um, gosh, which which one do you want to start with? <laughs> well, uh, I'm thinking that we go with the most dad rock of the album. Jeez, oh, <laughs> I'm not even sure what you mean. Well, I mean, I know which one it isn't, but. Uh, I don't know. It's the most rock, man. It's the most rock is still alive. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Papa Roach put out an album, didn't they? Yes. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> excuse me. There's going to be a lot of laughing in this pod. I'm just going to apologize uh, right off the top. Um, okay, Papa Roach, Ego Trip uh, is an album that did come out this year. Um, Never thought that we'd be saying that on this <laughs> <laughs> It's just incredible stuff going on here. Uh, Papa Roach is a California-based rock band formed in 1993, so right around the time we were born, Um, which I guess makes them dad rock sheerly by age at this point. Um, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Their brand of rock music fuses alternative rock, hard rock, new metal, rap metal, etc. Ego Trip is Papa Roach's 11th studio album, but it's the first time we have covered this band on this podcast. Maybe the last time. We'll see. Uh, Patrick, I know this whole, like, 
Father's Day. Like, I had to come up with a Father's Day gimmick because I'm just going to go behind the curtain. You texted me. You said, Will, I really love this Papa Roach album. I need an excuse to talk about it on the podcast. Um, And I was like, oh, what if we do this whole Father's Day gimmick? Uh, So I know this is like one of your albums of the year. I don't want to trash it too hard, but I will go ahead and say I wasn't too big of a fan. Uh, But go ahead and try to convince me that I'm wrong. Well, unfortunate. I mean, like, I know that you don't get metal as much as I do. <laughs> That's you right. Know? You are the metalhead of this podcast. Yeah, so it, it's understandable. I uh, it, it it may have been just a little too edgy for for you, and that's understandable. <laughs> and you would be right. <laughs> <laughs> that's certainly true. It's definitely a little too edgy in all sorts of ways. Oh, it it is pretty edgy, and, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna dunk on this album a lot on yeah. over the next twenty minutes or so, however long we spend on this. Um, <laughs> But I will say, you know... What do you mean? I <laughs> I will say, I've been a teenager once. I've been in middle school. Uh, there are some albums that, like, help out teenage boys when they're feeling sad. You know, I totally get it. Maybe someone listens to this album and it is like, oh, I really feel seen right now. I'm not going to take that away from anybody, you know. Uh, there's music like this that helped me out when I was younger. But I will say, this particular version of that entire concept, I think is, it's, it's not great. This isn't a very good example of that. If you are looking for stuff like that, I would recommend many other albums before this one. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm going to say, too, I feel like uh, this is exactly the kind of stuff that I would have been listening to when I was a teenager. Yeah, um, totally. But even then... Papa Roach was one of my like yeah. lower tier like <laughs> new metal groups that I would have been listening to back then. And I don't think that any or at least not very many teenagers are going to this genre anymore for uh, you know, kind of an outlet. I was I, just I, one I was wondering that too. Yeah, what do like angsty uh, teens, you know, listen to nowadays? I I have no idea. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. Maybe like XXX Tentacion or Jeez. It only gets better with time, doesn't it? <laughs> no matter what era it is, oh, there's, there's always some... yeah, yeah. If always... we can guarantee one thing with like angsty teenager music <laughs> <laughs> There'll be like at least a few artists that you're like, huh. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> that that is a good point though. Like even I mean, let's be real. There's a couple Papa Roach songs like at the time I was like, Okay, this song's okay. But even yeah, well, then, last resort is probably the like the the song, right? Did, absolutely, yeah. last resort. I remember scars. Uh, you know, scars, scars remind us yeah. that the past is real. I, you know, so like there's a couple songs when I was younger. I was like, you know what, this is fine. However, I agree with you. I wouldn't take them certainly over like Lincoln Park or uh, a, oh, you know, absolutely, right. yeah. Lincoln Corn even yeah Corn like Lincoln Park was like an out like I liked Hybrid Theory the album whereas Papa Roach I liked a couple of songs here and there over the yeah yeah so um, this album you know I'm not sure what genre you want to call it I did look up what the term butt rock meant (laughs) (laughs) and I think this fits however you used a description uh, the other day because you recently re-listened to a Breaking Benjamin album. And you use yeah. you use the term Xbox rock, and I think that's yeah. fantastic. And I think that applies here for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much how I feel. About this. <laughs> I can uh, I can hear this on the on in the background of uh, of a 
of a superheated Xbox Live <laughs> COD session. I was listening to, uh, I believe was, the song was Unglued uh, on this album. And, <laughs> yes. I, and I just imagined myself uploading a Halo 2 sticky montage uh, with this song. <laughs> <laughs> soundtracking it yes this is just this whole album is like the worst combination of hard rock angst and some like cringe rap and uh absolutely cringe. it's it's like that for the entire duration of this record i think there's one song toward the end i think it was cut the line by the standards of this album wasn't that bad in my opinion but like man everything yeah. It was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, like, it, it, it's tough because, like, I exactly expected this. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I I wasn't even, I was, like you said, like, a couple, a couple of songs, like, the Papa Roach song, Scars, Last Resort, like, mm-hmm. those were great for me growing up. But even then, like, listening to any other Papa Roach songs, I'm like, uh. <laughs> so if i had that level of like of uh kind of lukewarm feeling when i was a teenager it did not bode well for, for them 2022 no it did not so but uh yeah i mean like i i guess like to some extent it was kind of fun to like mm-hmm. hear this sound again yeah in like a, in a brand in, in a 2022 album not in like a me going and re-listening and seeing whether or not it was actually a crappy album like the breaking bitch of an album <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah it's it's interesting to me that this style even is it still exists i don't know how relevant it is but there are yeah. n- new versions it's not like every angsty kid is gonna listen to hybrid theory from now until the end of time you know there there's uh, some new stuff yeah. coming out in this genre, this butt rock, Xbox rock, <laughs> rap fringe. I've never heard this. Oh, dude, it's the fucking best, dude. It's. <laughs> I mean, Limp Biscuit might be like the king of butt rock, but oh there, my there's God, a yeah. <laughs> it is a thing. That's like I can smell what this sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like rock music, uh, completely devoid of artistic merit or something i was like damn that's a pretty harsh description but then you look yeah. at some of the bands and you're like well they all kind of fit in some genre whether you want to call it butt rock or not you know i don't know but oh God. that is hilarious i was yeah one- no <laughs> go go ahead go ahead. I, I i was like interested it, this was more of a thing of me kind of like thinking about like oh did new metal actually have some level of influence on modern hip-hop mm. or metal um in any way mm-hmm. and i feel like kind of yeah. <laughs> like i think listening to this really reminded me of how or not reminded me it showed me how like kind of what flash in the pan the genre for the most part really was yeah you know these the these guys are some of the biggest artists to come out of it. But uh, I think one thing that I did take away was like the production elements from new metal. There still are, there is still is something about it. That's kind of satisfying. And um, I don't know. The chorus work is kind of fun sometimes. Yeah. So I don't know. There was some, some moments there where I was feeling like, 
I don't know. It, it was it reminded me of a more innocent time, I guess, basically. But yeah. yeah. That had nothing to do with the quality of the music. It was just like, oh man, I remember when I could listen to this and not hate it right off the bat. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a, honestly a great point. Just I, I it took me back to uh, a time where I was like, all right, I'm gonna check out this Papa Roach album and like not be absolutely cynical going into it. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you know like, the, the new metal influence. You know, you you see it in some. I think XXX is like a great example of like new yeah. metal has had some influence. Whether we think it's like enjoyable influence is one thing, but I think there's still some traces of that new metal era around, even if it's clearly like oh, new metal peaked in the early two thousands or like the late nineties or you know, again hybrid theory. Yeah. Whenever that came out, that was probably the peak of and, and corn, uh, freak on a leash. That's yeah. like peak new middle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I. I don't know. I. I feel like it's kind of funny because a lot of the things that pop up now, like new metal influences that pop up now, are still generally considered pretty bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like when when it does pop up. Like, Machine Gun Kelly kind oh, of did that Jesus. fairly recently, right? I mean, he was yeah. more like pop punk, I guess. Right, yeah. But he was definitely borrowing he, from He's that, butt like, rock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll throw him in there, sure. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly does come up as someone who, like, definitely listened to yeah. some of this growing up. Uh, yeah, and it's like, you know what, man? There, this was when it was real. Yeah. <laughs> This is when it was real. Swing musicians really cared. That's right. There is a good wolf and a bad wolf. They're both tied up. Got yeah. it. <laughs> now that's lyrics. The, yeah. Uh, I think my favorite lyric on here is uh, uh, "My therapist can fuck off" on the title track. Just, just really, yeah, just really great stuff here. Um, God, I'm just, yeah, just, just, just cutting right to the chase with that. Like, oh, okay. I, I think every song I have here. I take notes on every single song we listen to for these pods and uh, every single song has like a, a lyric quoted <laughs> and it's not for like a good reason. <laughs> so yeah, the lyrics on this album are just pretty rough in general. Um, I can't recall what I don't remember. I mean, come on, what are we doing here? Um, one thing I did want to mention though, Papa Roach, like I said, they've been around since 1993. When we listened to them, they were only like 10 years into their career and it's been 20 years after that even <laughs> like it, they've been around for like 30 years now and so they I were would, 10 years into it that's pretty crazy i didn't realize yeah, that's that nuts. when we started listening to them they had already been there for a decade <laughs> right they weren't like a new band when we listened to them and and that was forever ago but <laughs> i did kind of it brought up a question in my mind to like is it better for a band to mature alongside their audience or is it better for oh. that band to, to like keep making music for the specific demographic that they succeeded with at the time wow i yeah I love, well okay i would say when it's papa roach <laughs> i think that you, you know what keep doing what you're doing yeah because yeah that's real like if i if i got uh an album from them that was like just uh, kind of like like a, an improvement from what they've done before. 
but they've moved now into like I don't know, like some like kind of more indie rock style. Yeah. Like so, which man, I would love to see that. I guess, but <laughs> please, <laughs> I gotta hear Papa Roach in a craft brewery now. Oh yeah, but the new uh, like Black Country New Road inspired <laughs> Papa Roach album. <laughs> Christ help us. Oh yeah. I don't even know where I'm going. <laughs> I don't know why I'm entertaining this hypothetical. <laughs> Please, it's not an entertaining hypothetical, that's for sure. It's yeah, <laughs> basically, you know what? I, it, it's kind of based yeah. in 2022. <laughs> Absolutely I, based. I'll, I'll throw that word out. It's based in 2022 to throw this <laughs> album out there. You like, know what? I kind of agree. I kind of agree. <laughs> this is so... They had to oh, know that God. this was just going to like <laughs> absolutely Dude. be panned. Absolutely. And I was wondering, too, like, Papa Roach has already released two greatest hits albums prior to oh this one. God. How many great albums have come out after a band had already released two greatest hits albums. I would love to see that list. That's a good point. <laughs> Influential once again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just incredible stuff. I gotta say, aesthetically speaking, too, this has to be one of the most, like, just, like, uncomfortable, but in the yeah. worst way. Like, yeah. It's, it's gross. I, yeah, it's just gross. Like I, I need a shower. Butt rock. It's it's, it's that's it's, exactly it's, right. It's butt, it's butt rock. I don't like the uh, the album cover or like any of the visuals that have come with this album. Um, I'm really struggling to see much that I like about this album, other than you know, if I was in middle school, I would probably like it. And I, I'm not even sure if that's true. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like there would be, like, I don't know, like, maybe kill the noise and cut the line. Maybe I'd be like, oh, yeah. that was cool or something in middle school. But if somebody was playing me a whole album of this, I'd be oh like, God. I think I'd still be like, I don't know about this. Yeah, I had to take breaks when I was doing notes on this album. You know, I would do notes on, like, three songs and then leave and then come back to it. Yeah. <laughs> Though I will say something specific, like actual music criticism about this album. Uh-huh. A lot of these songs, I don't like the jarring just juxtaposition between these like hard rock verses and then these overly poppy ass choruses. Like it'll yeah. be like this hardcore riff, you know, they're like kind of maybe they're hardcore rapping or whatever you want to call that. Or maybe they're just like shouting. And then the chorus comes and it's like this yeah that's true anthemic like everybody sing along now type core and i i that just rubs me the wrong way a lot on here super jarring in my opinion yeah that's a good point yeah because there's it's like (laughs) they're trying to like get both sides of it but they're not putting any nuance in it they're just kind of ham-fisting it all (laughs) yes they're like we want it to be raw and edgy but we also want people to sing along like yeah there's no connective tissue none of it i no nuance exactly there's nothing seamless about it um i don't know if i want this album to be poppier or less poppy probably less poppy but i don't like that they're kind of straddling the fence um I'm just going to go, if you have more you want to say, please feel free. I could talk about this for another hour, but uh, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to give it a one. 
it's not yeah. it's not yeah. great yeah. and it's yeah <laughs> but that's where i'm at <laughs> yeah i don't really have much else to say about this either i mean it's the new papa roach album <laughs> We should have just done it. We should have just, just left it at that. It's a new Papa Roach album. It's kind of funny because, you know, we like talk about how uh, you know an album is bad when even the genius like comments are like, <laughs> honestly, this is a miss or something like that. <laughs> like almost every song on this has something that like is like what? <laughs> On the liar, which oh, is oh god, liar, liar, your world's liar, on liar, fire, your world's on fire. Jesus. Yeah, like another yeah, another thing about it too. Like I, they don't explicitly say anything about like you know misinformation, anti-vax. I don't know, yeah, stuff. But I'm like every once in a while, kind of like ah, like yeah, there is some... leading into that, like. Yeah, that's a good point. They, there's something about manipulating the masses on here. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I feel like it's generally just cut and paste new metal lyricism that they're that they're doing. They probably, I'm just gonna like politely assume that they don't. Yeah, unless I have reason to, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm just gonna say yeah. they don't like the media, which is totally fair. It's just uh, you know, I, yeah be nice to have some answers they don't like a lot of things on this album (laughs) yeah but anyway but yeah on that song like one of the comments one of the first comment is like i think this is my favorite song off the album and then like right underneath of it fucking hell who the fuck let them release this into the world (laughs) (laughs) and that that's bad for genius comments because like the worst thing you'll see on genius otherwise is like an obviously terrible song and some comment will be like, you know, I think this one might kind of be mid. You know, that's as worse as it ever gets on the genius yeah, echo yeah. chamber. So for them to say straight up, like, this is, why did they put this out in the world? Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, that, I thought that that was a pretty good indication about, you know, how this album is. So yeah, it, it's a, you know what? I'm giving them an extra point. Nice. Just off of, um, pure like you know what good for them for just sticking to their guns i suppose so they get a two out of ten for me just the based the just the base point just the base point point. (laughs) like the like they they had to know to on some level that this was a bad idea but they did it anyway (laughs) sure so they sure did i uh (laughs) i tweeted a kind of a joke once about like Oh, I'm thinking about instead of doing X out of 10 for our ratings, just doing a, is this album based or is it cringe? And I think this is both. I think this is an album why we can't do based or cringe because this is based and cringe (laughs) at the same time. This is a magical blend of both. Of based and, a magical blend of based and cringe. (laughs) Put that on the back of the album. (laughs) That is fantastic. unbelievable yeah. stuff what a fantastic start to this pod this is <laughs> um <laughs> it had to it had to kick off with that a magical blend of based and cringe it's my favorite thing ever um okay <laughs> where do you want to go next <laughs> all right well we can only go up from here i, I you think. know what i agree with that <laughs> i just yeah. gave an album a one <laughs> yeah i mean i i hope so i <laughs> I don't think it gets yeah. significantly higher, though. We'll see. 
Well, all right, then uh, I think let's go to Daddy Yankee. That sounds, the next, that sounds like a plan. The next logical step. <laughs> God, why couldn't have there have been better artists with, like, Dad in their name? We should have done this <laughs> for was... Mother's Day and done, like, Soccer Mommy and Mom Jeans and, you know, like, actually some, like, good stuff. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, this is so... Just incredible We're gonna stuff. Have, now we have to keep this up every year, too. I'm, I'm <laughs> so not doing that. And we can't with this album because this is actually the last album from this artist, allegedly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so this is uh, Daddy Yankee with the album Legend Daddy. <laughs> Spectacular. It's just incredible stuff here. Um, <laughs> Daddy Yankee is a Puerto Rican rapper, singer, songwriter, and actor. Uh, according to Wikipedia, he is known as the king of reggaeton. He actually coined the term reggaeton, which I did not realize. Oh. Yeah. Uh, reggaeton is a genre that fuses, like, Hispanic music, uh, reggae, uh, hip-hop. Um, so, yeah, he, you know, reggaeton, somewhat popular nowadays, especially with artists like Bad Bunny, uh, who mm-hmm. appears on this album. Uh, so, Daddy Yankee is the king of reggaeton. He coined the term reggaeton. Unfortunately, I think he also coined the term Legend Daddy. <laughs> uh, Legend Daddy. I mean, I, I've certainly never heard that before. <laughs> I hope I never hear it again. I don't like the sound of it. Uh, <laughs> Legend Daddy is Daddy Yankee's seventh and apparently his final studio album, ending a long and, and Legend Daddy musical career. His debut was released in 1995. Um so, Patrick, what did you think? Wow. Uh, yeah. I did not realize that. Yeah, right. This is a big day for, like, I didn't realize this artist had been around <laughs> that long. I guess it's only right that we, uh, on the Father's Day pod, we kind of get, like, an age existential crisis thing going on here. <laughs> That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, we're like, whoa, wait a second. We're turning 30 this year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like Papa Roach, uh, there were a couple of Daddy Yankee songs back in the day, Gasolina, and rompe that I, I i honestly liked i would actually like go out of my way to listen to a couple of those songs back in the day i thought they were really cool um but once again i'm not really feeling this album either so what did you think of uh, legend daddy uh yeah i yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh, this is my I, favorite part uh, yeah i mean <laughs> it's a, another one where i'm pretty much got what i expected yeah um yeah it seems kind of fun in a lot of ways like Mm -hmm. it like i feel like uh i when i was listening through to it i was like man i feel like going to uh one of these concerts would be a lot of fun because the uh, atmosphere on some of the tracks is pretty engaging and pretty and very vibrant and exciting totally agree it's so repetitive and so repetitive kind of like yeah just it's a little way <laughs> over the top too uh yeah <laughs> in in a lot of it i think that it's mostly the fact though that i like it all kind of bleeds together yeah way way too much for me um and it's too long it's just it's just way too long i think too um but I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't hate it or anything. I actually was kind of like, "Oh, this is clearly a genre that I don't know much about, too." So 
it was kind of like showing me that. But um, yeah, as far as this one goes, I was not totally feeling it, but it was uh, more exciting than, <laughs> you know, the Papa Roach album. <laughs> this is true. This is yeah. better than the Papa Roach album. And you, honestly, you said everything I have to say. Uh, I think in isolation, uh, I could enjoy like one or two of these songs in like a club setting, or like you said, yeah. going to a concert would be fun. Everybody dancing and stuff. Nineteen songs, fifty-four minutes of this is a lot. Um, it's, it's a lot, yeah. Especially uh, given that a lot of these songs, as you said, they run together. They're pretty repetitive. Uh, there's one particular beat where it's like do 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 do. I swear, yeah, yeah. I swear that is on like every single song on this record. It, it's not true, but it does feel like it. Um, yeah, it's but just at least too much of the it, same. Even sound. if the beat switches up, it, it comes back around. It's a constant like force that's just moving through the album <laughs> yeah right exactly it's just like yeah it's like stuck in my it becomes my heartbeat and and so it yeah it's a great it's a great beat too honestly like that is just that simple like uh that simple beat is like it, there is something about it that is very catchy and engaging and it does make you kind of want to dance but when you're listening to it for that long it gets kind of irritating i think yeah like i'm going to give this a not so great score but when i'm out and a song from here comes on i'm probably going to be dancing to this uh because yep. that's just the kind of environment for this song it gets me moving i'm cool with that um but am i gonna even in that setting i don't want to listen to like 54 straight minutes of this uh it's i find yeah. it overproduced as well in a way like it sounds super clean and just super uh i don't know in that that kind of takes away some of the uh the charm for me some of the kind of uh, uh the fun of the record it feels a little too studio for me uh when it should sound more like a kind of a raw club sound um but, that's a good point yeah do, do any of these songs stand out to you and by you i mean Patrick, my co-host, and also anyone listening to this, are there any songs that you're like, oh, of the 19, this is the one that stood out? Um, <laughs> well, one one actually does. I, but... I kind of agree with you. I don't know if we're thinking of the same song, but... <laughs> well, this one is not for a great reason. Okay, mine actually uh, I think is kind of for a good reason. Okay, well, one for a good reason. I think uh, Campion okay. was a pretty solid, I thought. Mm -hmm. Opening uh, track. The Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Well, besides... <laughs> the fucking Legend Daddy <laughs> intro, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Presenting the heavyweight thought, champion. <laughs> and you know what it might honestly be is that um, that was... <laughs> it's, it's the first track, so I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then it just starts getting like... <laughs> Like I'm chewing like bubble gum, you know, and it, it just <laughs> totally loses its flavor by the end of it. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but one that was for a kind of just bizarre reason was the little John track, <laughs> bomb bomb, and that was mostly because I was like, oh my god, little John sounds so old now. <laughs> and, Welcome to the Father's Day pod where we feel old. Exactly. Yeah. Did yeah. you know Lil John started in 1987? <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Yeah, Little John's been around. Yeah. Since the War of eighteen twelve. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but you're probably right. Like I thought Little yeah. John was old back when we were doing like um turbulence or whatever we hit turbulence uh, i thought oh my God, or yeah. like shots i thought little john was old then that was probably like eight years ago now so he's, yeah he's an old he's got he's like yeah like he's, <laughs> he's like it's your boy like, <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like he's like straining to hit it he's like oh. he's still like got that like energy like he's gonna turn up but it's like no dude you need to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious oh my god that's so funny yeah i'm going to listen to that song again just to crack up at this image that's like in my mind right now oh well, my no, god. just <laughs> so funny everybody in the everybody's in the club he comes in he's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just john now um and that, that song comes a couple songs after the Pitbull one. And it, it, yes, one of my favorite yeah. type of songs in the world is, uh, I said this about, um, what the hell? Uh, there was like that rap album I was into uh, last year. and um, Oh yeah, the one. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck is his name? Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm looking this up. I think it's like, oh my God, the Grime album. What the hell is his name? Uh, I am furiously typing. I am an old man. I'm losing my memory. <laughs> I did. I recommended it on this pod. Gets. It's Gets. I was going to say like, gets, yeah, yeah, Gets. So he has a song on that album featuring Ed Sheeran. And going into that album, I looked at the track list and I'm like, oh, there's a song on here that features Ed Sheeran. And I knew which song it was as soon as it started. Like, as soon as that song started, <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, this is the Ed Sheeran one. Same thing on this album. Uh, I saw the track list. I saw Pitbull. And the song came on, and I'm like, oh, this is the Pitbull song. Even on this yes. album where everything <laughs> runs together, this is the Pitbull one. It's exactly what you expect. Daddy Yankee and Pitbull. The song is called Hot because, of course, it is. It's just incredible stuff. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Getz. Yeah. I really did like your album, by the way. I just had a brain fart. <laughs> I recommended an album with an Ed Sheeran feature on this podcast. Oh. Yeah, that that shows that that clearly is a good album. Clearly a great album. I really enjoyed it. I am so sorry, but yes. Uh, and then the other notable feature here on this Daddy Yankee album was the Bad Bunny feature that I alluded to earlier. I'm not the biggest fan of Bad Bunny's music, but I kind of appreciated this one. I thought it was fine. Um, yeah, partially because good. I think the I, album needed a switch up, and I think it did a good job with that. I was going to say there's multiple tracks on here that like I thought like had some level of like fun energy to them. And like, you know, I caught myself kind of like vibing a little bit to it at some mm -hmm. points here and there. But um, I feel like it, it is kind of cut and paste. Yeah, right. Um, that's kind of the problem. It This could have been yeah. from any artist. You know, that's kind of where I'm, what I'm getting at. Yeah, exactly. So uh, there's, you know, I feel like when you just, when you kind of start tuning it out, you don't even realize it. And then, you know, you might find yourself dancing along to the next track, but it's not for any specific reason. It's just because there's that, that groove that's kind of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's that groove underneath that, that just is very catchy. And, um, 
it's yeah, yeah. There is some merit uh, to this. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, but like, I'm not gonna go back and put this on. There's yeah. There's <laughs> like, no way. Yeah. I'm not gonna listen to these songs. Uh, there's. I, I do want to point out real quick. I'm about to go into another point uh, about a song I did like. But uh, I just wanted to point out there's a song called Remix, and it begins with, like, welcome yes. to the remix, and I am not yes. sure at all what it is a remix of. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, I, yeah, that, that is a really good point, yeah. <laughs> it's like, welcome to the remix, this is the remix. I'm like, of what? A remix of, of Campion? And the like, song is it's just called Remix. It's just it's Remix. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and that cracked me up. Uh, the one song that I thought it actually kind of stuck out uh, because it uh, stylistically it was different, and I actually enjoyed the difference of it. Uh, Agua with Nile Rodgers. I actually liked oh, this one. Yeah. I thought it was a smooth song. It's not very reggaeton, uh, which may have something to do with why I liked it. Uh, but there's like a flow switch on this song as well. So not only is it like a sonic diversion within this track list, but it diversifies within itself in this song it switches up which a lot of the songs here don't do um i just liked the instrumental it was kind of poppy shout out to niall rogers for being on this album i thought it was cool yeah uh, so I'll, I'll give agua credit that, that was my favorite song here that's a good point yeah there were there were elements um like that too um that uh, there's there's these like the delivery of um some of the flows like uh, I think uh, like Paris Siempre was one mm. that that I noticed too. Um, the their the delivery is uh, sometimes like really uh, engaging and pretty interesting. I I don't speak Spanish, so I'm not Correct. sure what they're saying on like when on first listen. Like I have to look it up in order to see what they're saying. But like just from an aesthetic standpoint, it's pretty cool in some instances like uh yeah i feel like i'm like kind of like oh this is pretty like nice and clubby and aggressive and yeah yeah I, I don't, yeah yeah there are things to appreciate on this album there there are some uh like on that song i think was an example of one that sounded maybe a little more tender than other songs some songs sounded more aggressive others sounded more tender contrast that to like the papa roach where everything was on the same level of aggression so there is some like dynamism yeah. going on on this album. Um, yeah, I just don't think I'm going to be coming back to it. I wish there was more hip hop influence on this album because the Daddy Yankee songs I did like from back in the day did have that kind of hip hop influence. Even like an appearance from like a guest rapper here and there, other than Lil Jon, <laughs> um, would have been pretty great in my opinion. But uh, as it is, it's yeah. kind of this. 2022 reggaeton you kind of know exactly how it's gonna sound if i just tell you oh it's a 2022 reggaeton album uh and bad bunnies on it and pitbulls on it like you kind of know how that's gonna sound going in and i wish that wasn't the case i wish it kind of switched it up on me but i should once again reiterate i don't know very much about reggaeton to be honest with you uh yeah take my entire opinion with a grain of salt but i'm kind of at like i'm either at a three or a four if I if it's strictly on how much I enjoyed it, it's a three. But knowing that, like, I don't know a ton about reggaeton, and I kind of want to be a little more fair because of that, I'm, I'm probably going to give it a four out of ten. It's kind of where I'm at. 
Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in a similar boat where it feels like my criticisms of this are like also with a bit of a grain of salt. Cause yeah, I, I haven't listened to this genre really mm-hmm. at all. So, right. But, um, yeah, I think just, yeah, I, I think I'm pretty much in agreement where I'm at like a four out of 10 on this too. I, I, I just didn't get very much out of it. I have, I have a lot of like, oh, and then, yeah, know, right, exactly. About it. Yeah, there's like, I'm sure there's something I'm missing with this album because I'm unfamiliar with the genre, but there are aspects that, like, I do think it is repetitive. Even if I knew reggaeton, I would still probably think this album sounds repetitive. Maybe I wouldn't, but yeah. I kind of think I would. Anyway, but I will say track to track. Like, yes, like you said, if I'm if I'm hearing like. Uh, some of these, like the like the Bad Bunny track, uh, is a good example. If I'm hearing that one yeah. out in while I'm like actually like partying, like trying to party and stuff, it, it's going to be a blast. It's I'm totally gonna be in. fun. Yeah, I so for that like element of it, I'm I'm saying or I'm thinking that this totally did its job, but uh, I don't listen to like. <laughs> yeah yeah it's Just like 19 tracks of party music usually like right yeah like i'm reading it yeah. as a the album experience as an album if i'm sitting here front to back here's what the album do i recommend this album as an album no yeah but you take a couple songs out you put them in a playlist we're pre-gaming taking shots i'm all about it like that shout out to daddy yankee for that I'm not yeah, doing that. Yeah, with I just wouldn't. I just right wouldn't now. put the whole album front to back on while we're. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe make a power hour out of this album, but other than that, um, yeah. So shout out to shout out to Daddy Yankee. Nothing but praise for these artists on this pod. <laughs> I'm out here saying the first album. Oh, I would have liked this in middle school, and then the next album. Hey, if we're like pre gaming, why not? <laughs> so. I would have liked this in middle school. Would have liked this in college. Like. <laughs> And maybe I would like this next album if I was, like, 80. <laughs> if my favorite actor was Clark Gable, I think I would really like yes. this next album. Um, but alas, so is that how we accidentally did this pod? We did it, like, an age range of enjoyability? I guess so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, Father John Misty, Chloe, and the Next 20th Century. Um, so, okay. This is a decently long introduction that I have here. Uh, Josh Tillman, better known as Father John Misty, sometimes known as Papa John Misty, (laughs) is a (laughs) singer-songwriter, is a multi-instrumentalist, he's a producer from Maryland, typically working in the genres of indie rock, indie folk, chamber pop, etc. We have been fans of his music for a while. And I like to say, as we always say when we talk about Father John Misty, that the idea for this very podcast may or may not have been inspired by a long conversation we had at a bar about I Love You, yeah. Honey Bear. Uh, we loved that album, the I Love You, Honey Bear album. We talked for a long time about that album. I'm sure we were taking shots with Daddy Yankee in the background. <laughs> <laughs> we're listening to – that's the thing. We're listening to, and talking about Father John Misty albums and we're taking shots. That's that's the thing you got to – like when we rate party music, just know that these are the kind of people that are rating the party music. So like that's the grain of salt of all grains of salt. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're the kind of people that do that at parties. We are not fun at parties. Uh, <laughs> Born in the USA, man. That just that was the one, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this album, Chloe in the Next Twentieth Century, is his fifth studio album as Father John Misty. He has other albums under uh, Jay Tillman. Uh, this album has taken a different direction than his past work, and I'm not totally sure how to describe it, but here's a quote uh, from Genius and from Pitchfork. This album combines jazz age crooning, bossa nova, and parlor waltz on an album of lyrical restraint, reaching far back to the golden age of Hollywood for a dreamy, lushly orchestrated, wryly comic collection of vignettes that all depend upon the timelessness of a love song. Uh, so that's what this album sounds like. Uh, Patrick, I'm interested in your thoughts, as I always am, of course. Uh, but I'm especially so here, because I'm not sure where you landed on this. I could see a decent range of possibilities here. Uh, so what did you think of Chloe and the Next 20th Century? Yeah, this one was kind of frustrating. Yeah, that's kind of where I, I'm at. <laughs> I feel like uh, I really... It, it feels like a natural progression for father john misty to kind of go into this uh, weird mix of genres mm-hmm. um it's it makes a lot of sense i think that aesthetically speaking it's pretty interesting um for the most part like throughout the whole album and his style and his lyrical uh his whole aesthetic is really incorporated really well with the instrumentation and um and i do like the leaning into the love songs too yes and the way that i mean his lyricism is generally really great also um it it always is something to talk about but i don't know i'm just kind of left a little bit hollow like by the end of it. it i i have just kind of a feeling of like oh that's it like yeah i don't know if we needed i i I, it it felt a little unnecessary it felt kind of like a one-off i feel like this style could have been distilled into like one or two tracks yeah that's actually that's a good point i i uh i agree with you this is a little frustrating i'm disappointed by this album i will say uh given that i've liked every father john misty album i've heard to this point i also obviously like his work with fleet foxes uh, this one, um, I I agree with you. This actually, as unexpected as this album direction kind of sounds, it also does sort of make sense for his career mm-hmm. trajectory to go into this like you know World War Two era, yeah, jazz ballroom dance, yeah, ballroom dance, adult music. Um, it does make sense. It kind of reminds me of like when Lana Del Rey goes back in time, kind of this like Norman Rockwell era, 1950s, you know, it's similar vibe. And actually, Lana Del Rey covered a song from this album. She covered Buddy's Rendezvous recently. So there you have it. I guess there's the connection there. I haven't heard the cover yet. Um, But yeah, so I appreciate the risk taking uh, because this is a risk, uh, but it, it didn't really work for me. I think it sounds well. I gotta. Good. I get just to interrupt real yeah, quick. Yeah, go too. for it. I gotta say because I've been hearing this like uh, you know this thing where it's a risk and like and oh it's an ambitious new step. But I, I gotta say I, I yeah. don't see the ambitiousness of it either. Like, yeah, this, 
there's not really anything about this that screams like something new and refreshing you know what i you know what i'm saying like totally i don't even know if this was a risk this style has been around and people love this kind of like oh we're going back to like this old time that Uh nobody used to live in you know (laughs) (laughs) right yeah no i totally agree like it i think it's uh it's different for him but one of my notes here is like doing a throwback album is kind of a an interesting move because it can lead to sounding dated if it's not innovative enough. And I don't think this yeah. album is like innovative or creative enough to make up for like, oh, so this is just a guy doing an album that may have come out in the 40s or, you know, like, so that's kind of where we're at with this. Um, so I guess it's a little new for him, even if it does make sense in his catalog to kind of go this route. But yeah, this yeah. is this is a throwback to an earlier this isn't like experience this isn't pushing anything forward it's it's anderson pack deciding to do a, a 70s soul album you know what i mean yeah like that's kind of his equivalent of that um so i don't know i think for what it is and again for the third time this isn't really a genre i listen to i actually do like the instrumentation and how it sounds on the record i think it's decently mm-hmm. well arranged I think it can sound very pretty and beautiful at times, even if it's a little campy, which I'm sure it's like obviously very intentional as everything always is with Father John Misty. But you know, and there, if I pull out lyrics here and there, I like them. This album, I, I'm trying to figure it out narratively, and um, I'm not sure if there is an overarching narrative, and if there is, I don't think it's well executed or it's kind of like unfocused and all over the place for me maybe i like miss something um yeah no i i i think that you're pretty much right like i there's i know that there's supposed to be this kind of like you know noir style like casablanca um yeah kind of like oh love like uh two like star cross lovers like um, finding and missing each other and like their stories kind of interpolated like but I, it's such a loose too uh, loose and yeah. vague concept <laughs> and there's not really any pointed I, I, I think that you may as well forget it I think that the the all of that narrative I think just comes from the fact that this is done in like that 1940s, 50s style. I, I, I feel like it's uh, it's a little too generous to assume that each track has something like yeah know, narratively going on with it. It just kind of feels like a mishmash of like you know classic Father John Misty sarcasm. Yeah. Um, some really, some really pretty, and yeah, some some definitely like poetic moments, I would say, but nothing that like stands out narratively speaking. Like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. It, it's yeah, like the, and the, the, I feel like there's at one there's like an overarching narrative, and at other times I feel like there are some songs that have their own isolated narrative that I'm not sure if it's supposed to fit into the main story exactly, or yeah. not. Like the song goodbye, Mr. Blue. I actually kind of like the mm-hmm. idea of the song. Mr. Blue is like a dying cat and, uh, which is sad obviously. And it's also like the last 
uh, thing remaining from like a past relationship. So the death of the cat also kind of symbolizes like the true final death of like the relationship. And I kind of thought it was an interesting song concept, but I'm not sure if that's supposed to relate to a song like We Could Be Strangers, which is about two lovers like apparently dying in the middle of dying in a car crash or something. Like I'm like, yeah. are is Chloe part of both of these songs? I have no idea. And I, I say all of this to say that like part of being a good storyteller is not only making it clear like what you're trying to tell in your story, but also um, I lose interest in the story if the delivery is dull. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. as pretty as this album can sound, it can also sound pretty boring and drab at times too, even while sounding pretty. So I don't know. That's like a subjective thing, but I also tune out of the narrative. Um, so it, I, again, there, I'm sure there's something I'm missing here because I wasn't able to like totally focus a hundred percent, but I think some of that is on the music for not being fully engaging either. Well, it's not like he's, uh, hasn't shown that he can do this in the past too. I mean, like pure right. comedy is like a damn near perfect example of like an overarching concept about like the you know the fall of society as a whole. Yep. And each track has its own distinct narrative, even within it. But it all ties together in this really great package, and it all has this uh, profound kind of weight to it that when you take it as a whole, it matches up with track to track, too. Yeah, and songs that were engaging, even though they were all ballads, mostly, pretty much all ballads, they were still pretty engaging musically, I thought. I didn't really think the songs here were as musically engaging as the yeah. songs on like Pure Comedy or the ballads on God's favorite customer, for example. Um, it so, is really pretty. Yeah. Like I will say is, that yeah. I do really enjoy a lot of the instrumental moments on it. And I, uh, I think that this has been kind of a uh, polarizing opinion about his vocals with the kind of fuzzy, uh, just kind of distorted. It, he's got that. Yeah. Like, like what the uh, Yeah. I think he's like calling back to this that style of um, singing where basically the technology is just it doesn't match up um, mm. to today. Mm -hmm. So the microphones all sound like they're like super fuzzy like that. <laughs> right, that's true. But that's he's, yeah. But he's doing it. He's doing it in a way that like it sounds still like there's certain points where it sounds really clean, but he's kind of manipulating it. You know, where it has a little bit of that fuzz, but it's not totally like on the nose. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a pretty cool element, but I'm clearly diving pretty far to find things that I, uh, you yeah. know, really <laughs> enjoyed about it. No, that's a good. I didn't even think about that because one of my notes is like, okay, on the song "Kiss Me, I Loved You," which is like the most 1940s love song ass title I've ever heard. But it's uh, yeah. I was like, what is happening with? Like, I thought my, maybe my headphones were messing up because it sounded kind of – the vocals were coming in and out, in and out. Like, you were maybe listening to them yeah. underwater. I'm like, what is happening here? But I, I can see how, like, oh, maybe he's – that's part of what he's going for. Uh, so I, I could see that. Um, and I instrumentally, I did like some of the moments here. I like some of the instruments that were brought in. Like, in addition to the pianos and the strings, there was also a little bit of sax. And uh, I think on one song, there was maybe a vibraphone. 
and there was mm-hmm. one song that sounded uh, pretty whimsical, and that's just music critics speak for it had a harpsichord in it, you know. Um, <laughs> so I did oh, like how quaint. Yeah, how quaint. Yeah. <laughs> so not only did this album instrumentally sounded pretty, and it had like generally speaking kind of a foundation of piano and string but there were enough instrumental variations from track to track to uh flesh out some of these songs and have them be at least musically distinct from each other uh to a degree there was banjo on here too like like there's a, a lot of instrumentation and my favorite aspect of this album is its instrumentation and how it sounds um but yeah, I, I feel like there's some missed potential here overall. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that the that that is a good point with the you know there is a lot of varied instrumentation, but I think that the overall aesthetic with the instrumentation that's pulled off um, is not as interesting as <laughs> right. it could be. Right. You know. The, I think that that's the thing too. Like, I'm not uninterested in this concept. I think it's mm-hmm. actually pretty interesting, and um, I am a little skeptical. Like, when an artist decides to go and call back to an older sound that's already been established and kind of moved on from, yeah, it's like, all right, well, there's a, you know, there's a myriad of albums, legendary albums from any given era that you can pull from uh so like what are you gonna do different from that you know i don't i don't want to hear like uh, i usually don't want to hear something that's just kind of like oh this this could have been released back in the you know yeah in like the 50s and been a solid album back then i'm like uh, that's not i'll just go back and listen to a solid yeah. 50s album then right take some of that um, and make it like put your own creative spin on it and and with like maybe yeah. more modern production technology and uh, other modern musical tropes, if you want, like I totally get that. But if your whole thing is like, I'm just gonna record an album that sounds like it could have come out when yeah. it, it's like, okay, well, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, the whole yeah, thing kind of feels like a gimmick, I guess, is part of it too. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, well, and I feel like there are moments like. With uh, when he when he does use the vocal manipulation, um, that I'm like, oh, that's a cool idea. That's a really interesting way to make it sound kind of bizarre and like it. It's kind of from this time period that you can't place. That's cool. I like yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. But it's also not consistent. He doesn't do that throughout right. the entire album. Like. Um, I kind of wish that he would have done that. I would have actually immersed me further into the whatever concept they're trying to get at too. That's a good point. Like either do it or don't. Because when I I thought my yeah. headphones were messed up because it was only like on that one song, and uh, it's pretty extreme too on on uh, on Kiss Me. Like he he does it. Uh, it he does it like kind of like in and out, right? And it right. It, does, it does get pretty like what is happening? Yeah, I'm like, is something wrong here? But yeah, like, uh, uh, yeah, and and the thing with his voice is like he has a great singing voice too. Uh, so I'm glad that there are songs uh, where it's a, a maybe a little cleaner vocal delivery because he does have a fantastic voice. He doesn't go for it a lot vocally on this album. It's more just kind of a relaxed crooning. 
Um, but yeah, like it, this album sounds good. It's just I don't know what's there. There's a lot that's missing. I think. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that yeah. one of my favorite songs, just to kind of be a little more positive, I really liked the final song on this album. Uh, the next 20th century it's like a seven minute yeah. closer it has mm-hmm. this sort of relaxed nature and vibe to it um a little bit of that bossa nova kind of gets in there a little bit of that, that latin um there's strings there's like a soaring guitar solo in it and uh part of the reason i liked it is because you kind of got i kind of got I, I started to understand maybe what this whole idea was about and he says uh Toward the end of the song, he says, I don't know about you, but I'll take the love songs and give you the future in exchange. And so, yeah. I, I, so you know, it's kind of that classic Father John Misty hopelessness. And that's when I started to get like, oh, he's reaching back to the 1940s or whenever. I, I'm not good with decades, all right? Like, this could be the 1930s or the 20s. Like, uh, yeah. once, once you get old enough, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I might be messing it up. But I'm just going to call it the 40s. So he's like reaching back to this 1940s sound. Because the future sucks. The present sucks. The future is going to suck. And so it's like this sort of, well, living in the past. Uh, which is a feeling I like. I get. But the past also sucked in a lot of ways too. So I don't know if that's like what the message of this album is supposed to be. But I think, I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe I read a lot yeah. into that lyric. But I kind of thought it was like, oh, we're doing this throwback sound because I miss the past in a way. And maybe he does miss the past, and a lot of us do because it's terrible times. But I don't want to over romanticize the past either. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're literally talking like World War Two era. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude. Like, yeah, like you picked like, a hell oh, of a time to go back to. Going on at that time, like <laughs> that's true. You picked a hell of a time to return to <laughs> if you were going to. Yeah. Like I don't know if the love songs. From that era had the the uh, staying power that you think they may have. <laughs> yeah, but I did like that lyric. I don't know about you. I'll take the love songs and give yeah. you a feature in exchange. I, I do like that. Um, and and well, he does have some good lyrics that, on this album. That uh, that song um, is I I agree. That instrumental break in there too is just really awesome. Yeah. Um, I I love the guitar solo in it, and I thought that it was really done well. So cool, and uh, made me feel like, oh man, yeah, guitar solos can be really awesome, like in uh, in like this kind of setting. Um, yeah, I love having that feeling. Uh, but um, yeah, I'd like to comment on that lyric too. I think that it's such a classic thing. Like uh, on um, pure comedy, he does the same thing. Uh, where the very like at the end of the album he's kind of what is he, he's talking about like uh, he's gone through all of this awful shit that he's talking about with the modern day um, and how everything is basically heading towards a violent end mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. you know the apocalypse has essentially already started happening by the end of that album right right and he's kind of resigned himself to being like well you know, I'm just going to sit here with mm. this, you know, person he loves and enjoy our, you know, our drinks that we're having and listening to this jazz pianist um, and kind of let what happens happens. And that kind of like pessimistic 
and slightly optimistic, I guess, mm-hmm. view. Like pessimism of the, the pessimistic outlook on the world, but um, very optimistic look on your own, like immediate circle, I, I guess. Um, is total trademark Father John Misty, yeah. and I do really enjoy when he when he does that. But I totally agree with you, where um, saying that now without having any sort of like kind of profound insight on what's going on or any like any general like strong opinion coming before it 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 just feels a little bit like well all right i mean i i really enjoy love songs too everybody does there's a reason why they're there yeah you're not the only person (laughs) that like is interested in this the world's not not every single person is like uh, you know serious 24 hours a day Mm -hmm. um so it just feels a little flat. It feels, and it also feels a little tiny bit self righteous. I gotta say, <laughs> not from Father John Misty, surely not. Yeah, surely not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so frustrated with this project. It's, yeah, it's in a lot of ways I actually do not like care for it. But instrumentally speaking, I think that it's really pretty. But it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I, uh, I, I, you know, I. Uh, I don't know. Aesthetically, I think it's interesting. I think it sounds nice. Even if I think it's a little boring at times, I think it at least sounds nice vocally and instrumentally. But I just, I don't know. I can't Lyrically, it can get exhausting. It can. And there's some, like, weird, like, okay, so, like, Funny Girl. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, so we're back in time. But he has this lyric where he's like, you knocked me out when you charmed the pants off of Letterman. I'm like, Letterman? And then so I kind of <laughs> looked into it. That's a good point, yeah. And and this song is apparently, like, I, again, this is like genius, so it could be totally wrong. But apparently this song is about Aubrey Plaza, quote unquote, in an innocent way. What? Well, so, what? That's weird. Kind of weird, right? So I'm like, there's some weird stuff on here too. And again, another moment where I'm like, is this part of the Chloe narrative? Is this just a separate thing entirely? I don't know. Kind of weird stuff on here, but yeah, ugh. yeah. And also, if you're if you're talking about like any form of like concept, you, you can't you can't throw David Letterman. <laughs> right. I'm like, Wait. or or references to a modern actress like Aubrey Plaza in there. Right. Like, is this another thing like uh like how we're surprised that Daddy Yankee has been around since '95? Has Letterman been around since 1932, and he only <laughs> <laughs> he's actually and on and on TV since then too. <laughs> <laughs> he invented the television and uh, has yeah. been on it. And they had actresses yeah. like Aubrey Plaza come on. Um, so, yeah, I've... Yeah, Aubrey Plaza is secretly <laughs> 120 years old. <laughs> so, yeah, just, I don't know. There's some inconsistencies. On some hand, or on one hand, I, I feel like he didn't commit enough to this. But on the other hand, I think he kind of overcommitted to this as well. I have no idea. It's just, like you said, I think you said frustrating. And I, that's exactly how I feel. So I'm at like a 5 out of 10. I'm on the fence. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's it's a pretty self-indulgent project. Yeah. And uh and with that comes a lot of really great instrumentation and I don't know. It it it, it does sound good. He's he's such a good musician and performer 
that he does pull it off in some ways, I think. But mm-hmm. um, I, I just can't get past it. I, I'm left feeling so, like, kind of like, what the what the hell was that? Like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I was positive on the last ones. I'm going to go slightly more negative on this one. I'm at a four out of ten on this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm at a five, so that puts us at four and a half on this one, making it the winner of the day. Um, I think <laughs> Daddy Yankee uh, was at a four, and then we our average on Papa Roach was at a one and a half. But it might be I'll the, say I'll say this too with the with the, in regards to like the other ones. Yeah, like my expectations are already low, but I was actually like I had fun talking about how much I disliked them. This one. I I am not having fun talking about how much I did. I'm sad, like, at the end of it. So that goes, that is another, like, slight against the Father John Misty. That's true. Like, and part of it, too, is, like, I expected this Father John, like, I was looking forward to Father John Misty. Um, mm-hmm. I was not looking for. I was looking forward to trashing Papa Roach before I even listened to this album. And shout out to Papa yeah, Roach. Yeah, 100%. If Papa Roach is listening, listen to the... <laughs> You know what? I don't know. I don't have any advice for Papa Roach. Just keep doing your thing. <laughs> that was that was that was a sentence. I think that you realized, like in that moment, you're like, "Oh my god, I just said that!" Like <laughs> on the podcast, if Papa Roach is listening, I don't know what to say. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Uh, so yeah, shout out to uh, this uh, <laughs> this collection of artists uh, <laughs> with albums that did come out in 2022. Um, now I'm not sure what we're doing next time. We got to talk about it, but, um, eventually we'll be doing quarter two recommendations. Uh, so yes, there are albums that we did like, and we're going to talk about those soon enough. We may have another podcast coming before that. You know, we'll see. We're, we're actually about to talk about that, but until then, thank you for joining me, Patrick. And thank you all for listening. Happy father's day. Don't listen to any of these albums. Bye.